0: Hoodie!
1: Harjit loves her hoodie. Uh, hey, I love it so hey, much. They're beautiful. There are holiday gifts from our beautiful,
0: wonderful her producer. Producers. She's imaginary. Imaginary. She's very much... <laughs> She's She's imaginary... Her imagination is a wonderful fairy
1: godmother. She's
2: imaginative and creative. I think creative, is what yes. you were trying to She's say. She's an artist. An inspired well, godmother. Artist. Tooth fairy. That's what God. Me and Harjit are disaster. I called her um, a magical godmother. Is that what I just called you? Yeah. Oh, fairy that, godmother. oh my goodness
1: so if you all haven't noticed all of our voices are here back in studio and that's because interview season is over finished done done but not done done what a milestone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Um, Just an FYI for everybody listening, we are all fourth year medical students and something that comes along with that is applying for a residency. And so we submit all of our applications to various programs and interview at these programs with the hopes of matching to a program so that when we become first year, residents we will have somewhere to train and practice medicine. And so that's why we're going on all of these different interviews, looking at programs that we're interested in and could possibly work at. Basically,
0: you get your degree after four years, you get the MD degree, but you can't practice unless you're trained. And that's kind of the next step. And each residency is varying lengths. Um, short as three years and can go up to seven, eight, nine years, depending on what you're doing. So this is a process we all have to go through if we want to practice in a hospital, a clinic or whatever.
1: And it is a situation. (laughs) Yes, it is. Unlike when you apply for a job and you um, very much have a lot of negotiating power and say in where you want to go and what you want to do, it's not so much autonomy i would say like the the match is basically an algorithm where you rank the places that you want to go in the order of preference they rank you the match gives you preference as the applicant but inevitably there are way more applicants than residency spots so there is so much pressure To feel like you have to perform well, to do well on these interviews, to get an X number of interviews, to be, quote unquote, you know, safe safe in the match. And so it is definitely
0: a lot of emotional and mental labor that goes Mm -hmm. into this process. But Um, even then, you're not safe because there could be a person who just has one interview and could match. And there could be one who had like 15 and couldn't match, you know. Right. And you really never... No, so it's a very stressful
1: part of yeah
0: definitely scary and i think we have a lot of like ups and downs throughout the Mm -hmm. interview process because you go there like basically quote unquote show off about who i am like why these people should hire me but then you also have self-doubt because you don't feel matched so it's this weird emotion of like staying confident but then also knowing that like there is a reality that you won't match and Mm -hmm. then what will you do Mm -hmm. and i think that is like the struggle right right it's something that i think that i've heard a lot of people be like oh fourth year is awesome and i feel like it's really difficult emotionally and yes it's true that some people might feel more stronger like they can make it just inherently because of their confidence and basically all the stuff that they had behind them but some people it's just really hard for you to have any stability Mm -hmm. you know
1: shout out to all the fourth years So today, because we've got a lot of energy in terms of being excited about interviews being over, we just want to talk about confessions from the interview trail. Confession. confession, Yes. Um, inevitably, Inevitably, a lot of funny things happen. So let's start with the bane of interviews for me, which was traveling and I don't know. I was actually meant to calculate how many miles I actually traveled, but it was a shit ton and (laughs) too many. I'm way too familiar with flying now and how to pack a bag. I have so many little um, irritations about people going through security and all these things. So let's open up the floor. What are some travel disasters or plane disasters that you guys have encountered during interview season? Harjeet? My
0: turn. (laughs) Hi. So I didn't miss any flights. I mean, like, you know how the plane doesn't come on time so you yeah, miss delayed. the flight? It's like that type of situation. Uh, okay, That happened to me like three times. And what I do when I'm like not feeling it is I eat food. And mm. you know what was so annoying? I know this is so trivial, but I was so irritated. They didn't have the Sour Patch Watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Utah's like the only place that has my Sour Patch watermelons, and I was so upset. <laughs> so why don't you pack them?
1: It's okay. probably cheaper to do that I too, obviously huh? didn't
0: have that
3: Foresight.
1: foresight yeah foresight Whoa. foresight <laughs> foresight i'm like you harji i'm have to be you know the first one in my zone to be in line to get in my seat to put you know because Yo, it's all, y'all
0: are like bugging yeah. i know <laughs> well, but I it's like because,
1: the last person to board the plane i know and that stresses <laughs> me out so much it's for me it's about the overhead space because so pro tip number one we'll give pro tips throughout this don't check your suit on interviews because you never know when they're going to lose your bag. So always bring it with you. And so then overhead space becomes very important. And so if you don't get on in the front of your zone, some other person is going to put their stupid little purse and their jacket, even though the flight attendants say no, and take your space. So I'm the person who goes and lays claim. I I was
2: like, hey, whose jacket is this? And she just throws it on the floor. (laughs) No, I I need the space. I really don't care. I have my suit like, hanging with me, and I just... Wait, how do you keep your suit? I have this little bag thing that I carry it with. I guess it's in my... You, it's can, in hang, my, it's in you my...
3: can ask the flight attendant to hang it up for you. Okay, but the if thing. the diamond, gold, medal,
1: sparkle status people took up all of it, then you don't get it. Then you fight.
2: <laughs> I guess maybe... I don't know. I guess I've traveled I to, like... I would like to speak to your manager. <laughs> Where's the pilot? <laughs> Bring him out right now. I think...
3: For me, the most stressful part about traveling is like during the winter, obviously there's going to be bad weather and you can never control the weather. And so delayed and canceled flights are super stressful. I had an experience where I was flying from Boston to Indiana. I had my interview in Boston that same day and then the next day I had to fly to Indiana for my interview that next morning and i get to the airport and it was like you know sprinkling a little bit by the time i got to the airport it was a full on like winter storm and i was like oh my god so i'm like waiting to check my bag and the line is so long i am looking at my phone like i finally get through to check in my bag i still have some time left get through security Go to my gate and and then I get a notification on my phone that just says, "Oh, your flight was delayed." And I was like, "Cool, cool, (laughs) I can go get a Starbucks, chill out, you know, munch on some snacks." And then I get a second notification on my phone: "Your flight has been canceled." And by that point, like straight up canceled, canceled. Ain't no flights coming in or out of this airport today. And I was all like, "But (laughs) 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 I got somewhere to be though." (laughs) I can't be out here hanging out in Boston. I gotta be in Indiana. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh shit, like I was supposed to make it in indiana in time for the pre-interview dinner so when it was delayed i was like i guess i'm not going to the pre-interview dinner and then when it was canceled i was all like panicking like i don't know what to do like i'm like freaking the f out because i didn't want to miss the interview because i didn't want it to like reflect poorly on me i ended up emailing a couple of people at that institution and they were very they're all very like understanding this, these things happen and all that stuff but i didn't like the amount of stress i felt mm-hmm. like i wanted to cry in the airport, but I was just telling myself, girl, don't you cry in front of all these strangers. Not here. <laughs> you got an ugly cry, too. Like, you know, don't. Don't be doing that. Luckily, I got on to the next flight early in the morning and like was able to make it to my interview on by the skin of my teeth. But it was, like, just stressful dealing that with that one instance. And apparently these things happen
1: all the time. Oh, it's so true. One of my flights was cancelled too, and I think it's just a product of having, whose brilliant idea was it to put interview season not only in the middle of winter, when the winter storms will delay your flights inevitably, but also during flu and respiratory season. Second pet peeve of flying, people who don't cover their mouth
2: when they cough. Oh, clean. yeah. You story? <laughs> So I'm sitting at the airport, and this poor guy just kind of gives like the most minimal cough, like just kind of is more like throat clearing, right? Like,
0: <clears throat> or like,
2: <laughs> yeah, like. <that. laughs> um, this lady, she's an older woman. She turns to me and she says, "That stuff you learned from your mom. And apparently, he wasn't raised right." And I was like, "What? Oh God! Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> so the guy gets all awkward, like packs his stuff and leaves. Right. Anyway, so then we start That's talking so about. Rude. I know, I but hold up. <laughs> even worse. Then she starts coughing, right? And I was like, I I just kind of flinched a bit. (laughs) And she's like, oh, don't worry, honey. This is my emphysema. I'm a smoker. I was like, oh, okay. I can't catch that, right? Well, guess on the flight home who started coughing like crazy. Then I come back home. The next day I had three weeks. Was it three
0: weeks of bronchitis? Yeah. Like every day you're like, I'm sleeping because I feel sick. Three freaking weeks of bronchitis. You couldn't even breathe and talk to me on the phone. I don't remember those days.
1: (laughs) Basically, bring lots of hand sanitizer. Masks can't save you, so of those just like, don't breathe. Lysol wipes,
3: or or, whatever.
0: or you can live like, like her. G. Just like is- you can die any day, you can catch a cold any day. That's so like whatever, motto, live what you're your life. About.
3: I literally <laughs> I caught I caught a Almost respiratory virus when I came home for like the Christmas break, and I literally wanted to not do anything and lay in bed and. I was all phlegmy and disgusting mm-hmm. and it, I was miserable. So I would say avoid all of that. Don't touch your face. Especially if you have to do an
1: interview when your throat is sore and you're coughing. It's not and a good look. And you got a
3: runny nose. Ooh.
1: Oh.
3: Uh, can we talk about like taking your shoes off and then putting it in between like the seat in front of you? Who raised y'all? Yeah. It is
1: a confined space. Respect those around you.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm just
2: like more nervous about TB. So I like turn up the fan on top of me to just like. I turn that ish off. <laughs> No, you got to turn it on. No, anyway, on or off. Let us know on Instagram. Air on or off? Okay. (laughs) Lean, you drove a lot. Tell us about that. Yeah, I drove to a lot of them. So one of them was in Amish country. I did not plan that one very well at all, but my first time renting a car, it was already dark. It was going towards um, Lake Erie and it was super foggy and the highways were very small, not like over here in the West, I guess. (laughs) They're very small
0: highways. Horror movie scenes.
2: Yeah. And like the trees were all like twisted and like in the road. It was insane. Anyway, so I'm like, I just got to drive slow because I feel like I'm going to run over something and I see something like weird alternating on the ground, right? I was like, what in the good God walks like that? Like, what is this? I look up and it's a horse. And then I look up even more and it's a carriage. (laughs) And I like slam the brake. I almost ran over like four Amish carriages, you guys. Did they not see you? So they have these little reflectors, but they're not like, they're not spaced
0: exactly the way you would recognize a car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't recognize it. So once we finally make our destination, what do y'all
3: think about the
0: interview Interview. dinner, pre-dinners?
3: Oh. Yes, my experience has been it's either really, really great, like goes off without a hitch, talk to all the residents, like super bomb, good food, free. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I will. T- I will say a plug for that, because sometimes I'd be so hungry and I'm like, I'm just going to wait till the interview dinner. I'm going to eat all the food. Yeah. And I was the one who would like first go grab the food yeah. eat because I was like, I'm hungry. Yeah. And I like food. I want people to know that's something that I care about when I interview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just am the first one. I pick up everything. Oh, yeah. yeah I would I say don't, don't be
1: shy to order. If if you want a filet mignon, it's your time. Like, yeah. you don't have yeah, to pay don't for Don't be it. shy. Yeah, You paid for the flight to get there. Right. Uh, and the stress that you're
0: enduring to do the interview. Yeah. Like, get what you want. And um, I tried to be a little bit more, like, relaxed at those mm-hmm. dinners. I really believe that every person should just be who they are during those Mm -hmm. dinners yeah because a program will want you for who you are yeah Yeah. and And it's
3: good to get a feel for the residents and how even they interact with each other and see if you would be a good fit with the program dynamics so it either goes like that or sometimes it's just like yeah, I think it goes, I don't like the sit down. Dinner. Yeah, it goes
1: like one of two ways where, you know, it's just a natural conversation and you blend very well with that group of residents and people or it's very awkward. And the resident just ends up asking you, what question do you have about this pro program, yeah. which will become your worst. Yeah, yeah, like the worst thing you could ever hear by the end of interview season. Yeah. Right. And I don't know, i never appreciated that, but I always appreciated the residents that just naturally started a conversation and they mm-hmm. tell you a little bit about the program. But then you might find a commonality and start talking about whatever. And those mm-hmm. usually were the better dinners.
0: I want to add another thing. My favorite dinners, I know I only talk about the food, but my favorite dinners was when they kept on ordering appetizers. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, I want to try that fried thing. It was where you were just like chilling, hanging out, eating a whole bunch of appetizers, yeah. just letting loose and... Finding out about these people that Mm -hmm. match into this program. So after the first one, I wasn't nervous. So Mm -hmm. it usually went well. I made sure I like fed myself, got to know the people But I think that a lot of people do find them draining, especially if your personality isn't that way, you know,
1: that's me, me and lean over here. So either you're really excited by it or you're drained. If you're more of an introvert, you go home, sleep. I loved watching Netflix. You know, that was my way to turn off my mind and Mm. get ready for bed. And then the next day you have. Um, you're interviewed. I, usually, they start at like seven, eight ish. Sometimes they feed you breakfast. Sometimes they
0: don't. They don't <gasps> tell they you. Don't? I love oh. the places that fed breakfast. Yes. Every program for, fed breakfast. For if, the, us. if programs are listening, please feed us breakfast. We love breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> but my pet peeve was when they
1: didn't feed you
0: breakfast, but they
1: didn't tell you. Uh, right. And so then you'd show up and be hangry AF when. You were interviewing because you didn't eat breakfast before you got there, and you didn't know there wasn't
2: going to be food. Yeah, I'm like too nervous to eat breakfast anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're. I had sure. a
3: nice little cup of tea and maybe like some fruit or something. I, don't I don't love breakfast Me
0: too. No, I'm with you. No, I know. And then you show up, and every program usually does an orientation, and it answers all your questions. But again, the question will always be, "Do you have any, any questions? questions about yeah. our
1: program?" And I think part of it, they want to give you the opportunity, but it's also a way to fill time. I feel like it's if they haven't prepared or read my application, they're just asking
0: that. So actually, you're right, Margo, because there were some places where they didn't ask me that question often. And we usually like hit off talking about something because, you know, we just kind of got into the groove like it felt more natural. That's one thing I hope we have a cultural shift. Isn't it obvious you should ask questions about a program? And by asking, do you have any questions? Sometimes it the
3: one thing that like turns me off is when a program obviously did not read your application because they don't know anything about you whatsoever and there's a lot of programs that don't and it makes me wonder we pay a lot of money for our applications to go out to these programs that we're applying to and so when i can clearly tell that you have no idea who i am you haven't read my application but you extended an interview and it makes you wonder why why did you get that interview then yeah Is it me as a whole person? Is it me a number that was cut off? And that's why you like extended the interview invite. And then that also makes me like question the program itself and like what they value. Mm -hmm. I was always happy when they mentioned something specifically for my application or one program director like read directly word for word, like a piece of my personal statement. And I like was taken aback by that. You don't see that very often. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I really appreciated when someone read my application and wanted to talk further about it because I spent so much time doing the stuff that I wrote in the application. I was passionate about it. I wanted to share my story with others. I loved it when people asked more about me, my story, why I cared about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So for
1: reflection on
0: how the institution, but also
1: that person interviewing you thinks about the application process and you as the person sitting in front of you, do they really want to get to know you or do they just want to test you and see what questions you'll ask when they ask, do you have any questions? And that's not the kind of institution. I want to be at one that isn't doing the work to get to know me. Yeah, I'm trying to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And something I learned later on was it's perfectly okay to say, I don't have any questions at the moment. Do you have any questions about me? Yeah, for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love that too.
3: Yeah, I got very comfortable with that. Because at the end of the day, we'll all ask the questions that are important to us. To me, at least, a little disingenuous to just ask a question just for the hell of it. That was one of the
0: biggest thing that, like, I wish would be different. Would be different.
3: Do you have any commentary on this
1: topic? Do you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> ah. I kind of just based my questions over my passions. So I'll ask about like, what kind of high school outreach do you have? What kind of diversity initiatives do you have? Is it feasible for your residents to do like research projects in like these kind of fields? They give us paper that have all the information on like money, insurance, cost of living, all these things. Yeah. I was just going to make sure that I could fit there rather than like.
0: I love how you say that, Lean, because I think there's one thing that I took away from the entire interview season. All of these programs are usually accredited. Then it's really important to go to the next step, which is, is this a good fit for me? And am I a good fit for them? But, you know, there's still that fear. And I think we've talked about this in a lot of podcasts before. Like, you know, it's just that instability, insecurity, like you don't know if you'll match or not. So when the program is like, you're interviewing us just as much as we are interviewing you. In my head, I was like, Nah, I need a job after this. Like, it's not the same, even though I wish it was. So there is still that pressure.
1: Right. There's still
0: that element of relying
1: on that institution to rank you high even if you know it's not a perfect fit you still like you said at the end of the day need to be trained and you need to get a job and so there's that element of pressure like you were talking about Harjeet. So did any of you have any super awkward questions or what was like a most interesting question you got asked?
2: Tell me a time where you were in a conflict and I was like which one? (laughs) So I sat there for like five minutes maybe that's a little exaggerated but I sat there for a while thinking, and it almost looked like I didn't know what to say. But then I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just trying to sort through which ones I should tell you about.
0: Yeah, like, because what? that's real, right? <laughs> I
2: know. And I was like, yeah, like all of med school, I've had things come up, and I've made it this far. So there's your answer. <laughs> you <know laughs> what I mean? It just caught me off guard. Yeah. I was like, obviously, that's such a basic question. But I it's... should have been surprised by it. But then I was like, yeah, which one, like, have I... <laughs>
1: I think, do you feed a lot into the inner, the person who asked you that question and you like want to think like what's relevant to the situation yeah, has, like, in a their office and their mustache
2: and like this weird eighties glasses. I'm like, what is he going to know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you
1: kind of want to pick something that's good for the situation There's so much thought that goes behind it. So much thought.
2: Um, but actually one thing that this one school did, oh my gosh, you guys, they made us sit through their lectures, their resident lectures for our interview. We sat there for three hours.
3: I would have been so pissed. I was so mad. I would have been so pissed.
1: I was like, how me? many bathroom breaks can I take? <laughs> it was like so over it. We had a group interview that was kind of awkward. Oh, so that's we, different. Oh, yeah. I've never heard it of like at group a big Table And the person who's conducting the interview just came in and they had read our personal statements. And they went around the room and asked us a question from our personal statement. And we had five, ten minutes to answer that that's question really cool. in front of everybody else, too. So it's cool, but it was also Ooh, like interesting. It yeah. Was, what was like,
3: the purpose of that?
1: They were like, um, administrative director for the, um, hospital. So I don't think they had enough time to interview everybody, but they wanted to. And I think also just to see how you present yourself in front of others. That's my thought. But wow, that's very was, different. Like, I've, I've not experienced that. I felt like I was spending so much time thinking about what I was going to say or what question they could have asked me than listening to other people. Oh, you couldn't really pay attention. And so it's kind of awkward in that. And then you hear everybody else. And then, of course, the imposter syndrome sets in and it kind of, yeah, it was difficult, but interesting.
3: Imposter syndrome is hella real, you guys. I don't know if you guys did this, but I constantly compared myself to other applicants. I try not to do that because, you know, we all deserve to be there in some regard, but it's hard to like go to an interview and you see like Harvard Medical School, Yale Medical School, like all these Ivy League students. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm from the University of Utah and what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, you are. I'm representing too. Yeah, you went to an Ivy League, but I deserve to be here too. Shoot. And I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I <laughs> No, but like that stuff, I try to not let it get to me. But it's like a lot of people put value in those names. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so- people do it like already biases
0: people which school you went to. Yeah. So then it impacts the way you feel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a, I cried during an interview. You did? Oh, you did? <laughs> I
1: totally did. You never told. I feel like I, maybe I did or didn't. But um, so in psychiatry, I think you're one of the harder interviews to do because there are psychiatrists and sometimes psychodynamic therapists that are interviewing you. And inherently, it feels like, therapy sessions. There's, and also they're psychoanalyzing. And they give you no feedback in their face because that's what they're trained to do. Oh, you yeah. know it's like no. so hard to tell. Versus like on the pede side for triple board everyone's so happy and bubbly and you can totally like tell if what you just said resonated with that person. Psych people you have no idea if they hate you, love you or what. I was about to be on my period so you know emotionally <laughs> labile and for me it's also more emotionally labile because I've been trying to get pregnant and so she asked me like a difficult time that I've been going through recently and of course that just like rocked me to my core because I thought about like you know how I've been trying to get pregnant and having a lot of um thoughts and like struggles with that Mm -hmm. and I just the waterworks started and I was like (laughs) she was like that was the one time I saw a psychodynamic therapist give some emotion and she's like are you okay and I was like well I've been trying to get pregnant and I can't and it's just really difficult and the whole system is so oppressive and blah blah anyways it turned out being okay but it was kind of embarrassing (laughs) to cry although I felt if it was going to be with anybody why not be in a therapist's office so I'm sure she understood on some level but in my mind I really do wonder what she thought about it you know I think you could be like okay the person who's not afraid to show their emotions or like that person can't control their emotions. Yeah. It's kind of fun to going in and not knowing them and then seeing what they know about you and then having that conversation and see where it goes. But it is super difficult to get a good night's sleep. I feel like you're in a
3: new place. You're worrying about waking up on time if your mm-hmm. alarm is going to go off on time. <laughs> I am that person. Every time I'm away from home, I have a hard time sleeping. Like there was a lot of times where I like fell asleep at like four thirty, five 5 a.m. Oh, wow. and I had to be there at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Oh, wow. I was running on fumes for a hot second there, mm-hmm. which is probably why I got sick. But that's <laughs> not here nor there. it's the there. Airplanes. <laughs> airplanes. We're blaming about the airplanes. <laughs> but yeah, just be yourself, which is a hard thing to do when they mm-hmm. expect you to dress in a freaking suit, which oh you never God. would do otherwise. And you feel like you have to be on your best behavior. But for the most part, I feel like people know how to act. Just showcase yourself and what you care about.
1: Um, And then also a plug in that vein. So. Thinking about changing the system, here's my genius idea. Everybody should just wear scrubs to the interview. <gasps>
3: yes, because we wear scrubs in the hospital anyways. Technically, right? it is professional and dress. It's
1: professional dress. We would all look the same still, right? right? Even more so than yeah. in suits and like dress clothes. And you'd be more comfortable and casual. And I think you just like settle in a little bit better. And then you get a feel for like what their scrubs are like. So just putting that out there. Then you don't have to carry around a suit anyways and take up overhead space.
0: and if airports can really get Sour Patch the melon watermelon sour thingies I would love it I don't know if people listen to the podcast just pack
3: your own Sour Patch kids (laughs) okay done and just like Final thought is you'll get interview invites and you'll feel the pressure to go to every single one of the interviews that you get. Like Harjeet mentioned, like you're obviously interviewing for a job next year. You have to match somewhere. And so you feel this enormous pressure to accept every single interview invite that you get because of that fear. I would say that if you're generally not interested in the program or you're not interested in living somewhere um you don't have to accept those interview invites and it's okay to also cancel interviews that you don't want to go to anymore and trust me it won't feel so awesome when you do it because I was in that position too when I canceled a couple of interviews I immediately was like oh my god I just made a mistake it is okay you will feel those things but it's okay to feel those things because there is an element of wondering what's going to happen in the future um and that's inevitable but I think you're peace of mind is more important than anything else. And so that's what I would say. Also, I would say
1: if if there's a thought in your head that like, I should cancel, I should cancel, it's probably going to become more pervasive. And interview etiquette is to give at least one week's notice for cancellations, ideally more. So if you are thinking about it and that thought is staying there, you should probably just do it and get it over with. Okay. Thanks for listening, tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening to our banter about all the good and the bad things that happen on interview season. If you have your own stories, please share with us at Bundle of Hers on Instagram or on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Bye.
3: That's it. Oh, <laughs> oh, what? Do bye-bye. I have to say something? Oh, 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 oh I <laughs> forgot. I'm a little, I hold out. Hold out. Out. a little rusty. Hold up, hold up, hold up. A little rusty And until next time, folks, bye-bye. Bye. Ooh. What is that
2: shit? <laughs>